Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. This is the story of the Watt. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Football fever continues now on NBC Sports Radio. You're reporting live from Radio Row at Super Bowl 54 in Miami. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Now, back to your host, Mike Florio. If Kirk Cousins wins Super Bowl MVP, I will get a Kirk Cousins tattoo on my arm. Guaranteed. I can hear I, the production room yelling through the walls right now. Cousins feeling. Yes, Kirk. Oh, dear God. Oh, dear God. Dear God. Dear God. If you've ever listened to me ever in your life, please let the Vikings well, win the Super Bowl. First of all, wait. Let's just rag on Florio or this whole He's segment, been okay? This from the moment that they said he'll be joining us, he will not let me hear the end. Oh, I can't wait. I'm going to get him all fired up. He's going to beat you up before he leaves. Kirk, welcome back. How are you? Thank you. Appreciate it. Good to see you. Thank guys. you for being such a stand-up citizen <laughs> and guy for coming here and dealing with this That's guy. That's all good. And it was an awesome move by you to throw the crack cancer thing onto him this, this last yeah, summer. Yeah, I just wanted to see. Yeah. Yeah, and it he worked. And I took it. like 20 eggs. I t- I, they destroyed me. Did you see? So ever see the video? Yeah, you did? It was outstanding. Yeah. Good. Oh, yeah. there it is. I mean, it is disgusting. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> But then oh. he kept going. Then he got to do it, too. Uh. And, and it was just like one or two, and I think you were sick for a week I afterwards. I was sick for a week, oh and then my, my dogs licked it up off the ground, and they, like, started throwing up later that yeah. day, too. It ended uh, up being a fun disaster. Scene. I love it. But, but Kirk, <laughs> it is great to talk to you. Look, we, we, we're candid in our views. Sure. Amen. And when, when you play well, we're the first ones to say so, and there were times where more, far more often than not this year, it was great. I mean, yeah. you had a great, great season, and we congratulate you on that. It was a special year. Yeah, I was happy to uh, you know get ten wins, get in the playoffs, uh, win a playoff game. Uh, there's a lot to be encouraged about. Certainly, when you're not playing this weekend, you're disappointed. Uh, most teams are, uh, but looking back, you feel like you know there's a lot to be encouraged about now as we look to 2020 and uh, um, you know got, got a lot of good players on that team. Yeah, you definitely do. I mean, I, I, the first thing I got to ask you, you know, because I you know I got to talk sense into them every now and then, but. <laughs> What was the turning point to you this year? Because everybody, I think, looks at it, me especially, like Thielen kind of calling you out to a degree, right? Which I still don't like that he did that to you, all right? But either way, 
is that the turning point? Well, people like to look at that. You know, for me, I really played the same way all the way through. I just felt like things started to turn a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, I felt like we were running the ball well. We had a good football team. It was just a matter of time. We were yeah. two and two. And um, and then, you know, next, I think we went eight and two over the next 10 games. And that, that certainly made a huge difference in the tenor of the season. But as far as just the way I approached it, the way I played, I never really adjusted or changed anything. I just think that... Uh, we were able to find some continuity as an offense, and it was another year of a new system. Yeah, right. Once we kind of hit our stride, we were able to kind of take off and not look back. We talked to Stefan about this yesterday, Kirk. The throw that you made, Adam Thielen, the 43-yarder in overtime, best throw of your life, arguably, close to it, under the circumstances sure. what, with what was riding on it. And then the next play, the snap down at your yeah. hip. You yeah. got to grab it. You got to get rid of it quickly. I mean, those two plays... The kind of thing that maybe elevates a team, elevates a player, how much of what happened in that game, setting aside the next week, what happens in that game that carries over into 2020? Well, I think when you can win a playoff game, especially on the road, it does something for your confidence, for your team's belief. Um, Certainly the next week against San Fran was tough, uh, and we saw that, hey, there's another mountain to climb here that we weren't ready to climb yet. Um, If anything, maybe that loss to San Fran is what galvanizes us going into OTAs and training camp, knowing that we got some work to do. We can't rest on any laurels. You know, we have we have a place to go that we proved when we weren't ready to go yet. So um, we'll take a lot from both. But there's certainly an encouragement winning a playoff game saying, hey, we we can do this. I mean, that's exactly what happened to the Bears in 84. We talked about that a few weeks ago. Giants shut up by the 49ers. The Bears got shut up by the 49ers in the championship game in 84. And they became determined after that. This is is the mountain that we have to climb. And they became the 85 Bears the next year. Yeah, and you always look back at other teams. When we were the sixth seed, I was looking, okay, what other six seeds have done this? And you thought of the 2010 Packers, you know, and the run they made. And so you're always kind of looking at what's the precedent for this? Who has done it in the past? And you kind of gain encouragement from that. So if we have the 85 Bear defense, we might have a shot. (laughs) Yeah, right. You might be able to get me a quarterback. <laughs> that happens. I've got real estate reserved on my left arm. We played it before you came out. Did you up. hear this? Kirk Cousins, Super this? Bowl MVP, getting a tattoo. I didn't know if you were aware wow. of that. He was yeah. going to get a tattoo. I wow. mean, I, I went full, you know, fledged Kirk Cousins. Was that unique for this past season? Or no, that I'm, kind of I'm willing to extend it. I'm willing to extend it for another it. year. It just be fun to kind of follow yes. as we go here. Come on, big guy. Let's do it. As if there weren't enough reasons to get to. Uh, oh, yeah. That's right. I got the cake here. It's there. Yes, absolutely. If it happens, I will do it. And uh, you lost your mind when I told him about it, but I've uh, I told Kyle Rudolph about it during the season. He got a kick out of oh, it. Oh so. dear God, dear God, dear God! Please let the Vikings win the Super Bowl, please. <laughs> what do you need to do tangibly? I mean, it, yeah. you, you know, get to work and and check the boxes. Yeah, but, yeah. but give me something. Russell Wilson talked earlier about what the Seahawks need to get to the next level. What, what mm-hmm. do you think the Vikings need to push through to the point where you're playing in this game? Well, it'd be key because there's so much turnover every year to whoever comes in new. You know, we got a new coordinator. We've got thankfully it's someone who's already been within our system so we're not starting over but uh as we draft as new free agents come in as other players have to move on just making sure everybody gets on the same page as quickly as possible and that we build this thing through april may and june so that we're not still figuring it out in september and october like to some degree we may have been last year you know we can't afford to have that and right those two losses early you end up looking back and you say man is that the difference between the sixth seed and the two, uh, two seed, seed or whatever yeah, right it may be. so right. when you go on the road and get beat by san fran you start to realize the importance of a one or a two seed if you can get it so just getting everybody on the same page and then i'll always look at my game in a loss like san francisco of what i can do better and certainly i think you know playing off schedule and being able to make some plays when things aren't there is something i'm going to try to work on you know as we go through this offseason yep all right we're going to play a little game Let's do it. Like, What's the game? Well, who said this? We're gonna. I want him to guess which one of us said this. Right. This quote. 
Let's right. do it. Do you have it? No. I got it. You do. Okay, This good. conflicts with everything I've said most of the year about Kirk Cousins, but I don't think the gap right now between Kirk Cousins and Patrick Mahomes is as broad as people would think it is. Who said that, me or Sims? I'm going to guess Sims. Yeah, you would think, right? Logic, yeah. and I root yeah. for you, and it, but actually, crazy man here said it. I did hey, say it, and he, I believed he, it. Can you believe I believed that? it at the time. Can you believe that? I almost fell off my chair on real TV when he said it. I couldn't believe wow. it. But, you know, here's the thing, and I, and I paid very close attention to the things you said publicly about the criticism and the issues that came up after the Bears game. You did take that. You know, guys say all the time, oh, we don't listen to any of the noise. You took the noise, and you used that, I believe, to, to motivate yourself to a higher level. And I mean, it carried you through the whole year. Is that, is that an accurate assessment? The criticism and all the stuff after that bears game became like the fuse for you that, that pushed you to what we saw. Yeah. What was interesting was uh, I don't go and read it and yet it's impossible to avoid because you're being asked about it at your press deal on Wednesday. And so you understand there's something out there and and, and all that you can piece it together. Um, Yeah. I do think in some ways, even going back to you like that game that anytime I've kind of been doubted and attacked for whatever reason, I've played better. Don't really know why I feel like I'm going about my business the same way, but the results would say that I've I've played better and um, who knows, maybe it just helps me find that extra fire. I don't, I don't really know. We asked Stefan yesterday, uh, important question, because the narrative with the Vikings is if the run game's there, the pass game will be there. But if the run game's not there, the pass game may not be there. How do you change that so you don't need to have Dalvin Cook or Alexander Madison ripping off those big gains to soften up the defense for the pass? Well, you know, sometimes it's truly how your offense and team is built, too. Yeah. You know, if you're going to if you're going to commit to that, then you're going to commit to that. You know, I've played on teams that did not commit to the run and we were very effective throwing the ball through for almost 5000 yards in 2016. But at the same time, we weren't a a running football team. Yeah. So some of it is, you know, what's your identity going to be? And if that's what you're going to lean on it, you know, it needs to be there too. Right. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll go back this offseason and, and work with Gary and the staff and look at how we can be more effective because there's going to come games where you're just not going to be able to run it. And that was kind of what Adam's comments were after week four was yeah. the, ga- the day's going to come where you can't run it. Right. And, and, and what now? Right. And, uh, and I, I think that'll certainly be a challenge we're going to try to answer, you know, as we go through this offseason next year. Your teammates love you. That was one of the coolest moments. I just want to say that <laughs> after you, the New Orleans Saints. I mean, when you yeah. said you like that and you're all, I mean, it really, I think it gave us chills. I mean, we laughed about it all week. It was one of the great clips of the mm-hmm. year. I do want to ask you this. You played both of these teams in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Come on, give me a little scouting yeah. report. What jumps out to you about both teams? Well, what was interesting was when we played the Chiefs, Patrick was out and Frank Clark was out. Right. Uh, Chris Jones was the real deal. Yeah. <laughs> he had a big impact. Right. And after we played them, because we felt like their defense statistically going into our game was not that dominant. Yep. We felt like they were a very good defense when we played them, even without Frank Clark. Right. And then statistically the rest of the year, they, they were better. actually elite. So right. I'm not quite sure what happened, but we felt that elite defense was was – was more what we got than the one that had been going on the first half of the right, season. Right. Um, but not seeing Mahomes, you wonder how much did that change the field of that game. And yep. then I uh, lost to him uh, late in the game. And then uh, Sam Fran certainly, you know, kind of beat the brakes off us. So you, especially in the second half. So um, you feel like both teams deserve to get there, yeah. you know, and, and you, you usually do and you go through the playoffs and beat good teams. Um, that's, what's going to make it so fun. But uh, one's going to be ground and pound. It would seem the other one's going to be, you know, all kinds of plays yeah, in the air and right. we'll see how it plays out. That D line and Sam Fran, like as yeah, advertised, yeah. was it the best you saw this year? Yeah. I think when you can rotate people in, it reminds me of the Eagles D line when they won it all. Right. Um, you had five or six recognizable names of pass rushers so that they were rotating them in. So that they're always fresh and you're not asking the same guy to rush the passer with everything he's got over and over and over again. So I think their depth not only uh, uh, is, is great for having great players, but it enables them to be at their best more often yeah. because they're not fatigued. 
I, I got to ask you, we got to ask him about Shanahan. I mean, Shanahan thought he was going to bring you to the 49ers, I know. right? I mean, we know that. That's what he thought. You know, give us, give us your thought. What makes Kyle so awesome through Kirk Cousins' eyes? Well, it, it's, I, I remember my uh, rookie year, week one, we're at the Saints, and, and uh, we got a rookie quarterback, and I'm backing him up as a rookie quarterback. And we put up, I think it was 40-some points. Right. And we had a new number one receiver in Pierre Garcon, a new number two in Josh Morgan, a rookie running back in Alfred Morris. And they put up 40 points. Right. And I remember calling my dad after the game saying, wow. I mean, what Kyle Shanahan did as a game planner and play caller today was unbelievable. And so I knew early this guy's pretty special. Yeah. Um, it's not any one thing. You know, I think it's evolved through the years. You see the jet sweep motions more this year than you have in past years. But I just think he takes so much pride in it and grinds on it. Right. It's the most important thing in his life in a lot of ways yeah. that, that he studies it and knows what to call week in and week out. And uh, certainly gets that from his dad and, and uh, uh, has done a phenomenal job. And not only in the play calling, but in talent evaluation in terms of who he's drafted, who he brings in free agency. He's, he's on top of it. Yeah. That was Kirk Cousins for the full video of our visit with the Vikings quarterback. Check out ProFootballTalk.com and or our YouTube channel. Time for a break. We have more to come here on the Best of Pro Football Talk Live on NBC Sports Radio. Around Radio Row much later than usual. They said to us, we got an interview set at 3.30 p.m. Eastern on Thursday. We said, we're not staying. We, they said, it's Russell Wilson. We they said, said, we're stay. staying what? for Russell We've Wilson. we done three hours We're ago? staying for, so Russell stay Wilson. for Russell Wilson. Here he is. Appreciate What's up, you guys, Russell? man. How appreciate you buddy? sticking around. How you guys doing? We're doing good, man. You the man. Oh, man. Like, appreciate you guys. Unbelievable man. year. Seriously. Yeah, I mean, every week. I, I know you don't. You block probably all the noise out, but we we wax poetically about you. You're you're amazing. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. It's a lot of hard work, you know, and got a lot of Got a lot of great players around you, and you can do some cool things. So uh, it was a great year. You know, we wish we were being playing right here, though, uh, this weekend. We, we had a chance, you know. So right. um, hopefully we can get back to it next year. Yeah. It's just amazing. You guys are in a division now where you thought you had to worry about the Rams. Now you got to worry about the 49ers. And here's Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. I mean, this is the toughest division in football. I, I would agree with that. You know, in terms of the defensive lines and the defenses, and then you, you factor in the quarterbacks and the guys that can make plays and their offenses and the coaches and stuff, too. Uh, it's, it's a great division to play in. It really is. You know, you made a comment recently to, like, uh, you know, in the media about how you need more superstars in your team. What, what, what do you mean by that? Well, I, I think that every, every year you, you look to, to win free agency. I think that's important every year. That right. doesn't change. Uh, no matter yeah. what the circumstances are. I think yeah. that as we go into, uh, you know, trying to win a championship, I think um, as we go throughout the season and go, go throughout uh, the next several years, I think that's, that's the key part is, is, is finding those playmakers that continue to be on your team for years and years to come. I think um, we obviously got a guy like, you know, DK Metcalf. Uh, hopefully we can get Clowney back. Hopefully yeah, right. uh, Bobby Wagner is one of those guys. we got so many great players on our team. And I think to free agency is going to be really key for us. Um, but that's no surprise. Just I, mean, one, you, I know. You're you not making news. We're not trying to get yeah, you like that. You're just saying you need one yeah, or two yeah, more you, guys to get you, you always over the want, You always want that, uh, right. that, that, that's, that special, special, special player to find a way to make a crazy play. Right. And if we can add to that with guys like Tyler and DK and all that, it would be great for us. Yeah. Well, you got a taste of it with Jadavian Clown. You got to see up close how disruptive he can yeah. be on a regular basis. And I'm assuming you'd much rather have him chasing the other quarterbacks in the <laughs> division than possibly chasing you. Yes, yeah, definitely don't want him chasing me. <laughs> yeah. uh, I had to deal with that when he played for the Houston Texans and he came to Seattle. He was all over the field. Um, but he has been a great addition to our team. I mean, yeah. just what he's brought to, to our locker room, what he's brought to the field. Uh, you know, the, really the reality is you, you got to take two, three guys sometimes to go block him. You know, and so how you can get to the quarterback. Even, even in our game when we played at the 49ers the first time, that crazy matchup, uh, was, both of them were crazy. But he, yeah. he was all over the field. Oh, my God. Um, so, uh, you know, he's a special player, a special guy. You specifically, like, 
uh, I just like your mindset, okay? I know you got the mo the most incredible self belief I've ever seen. But when you're going to a game, like literally, tell me what's in your mind, okay? You're down by four points and you're running out on the field for the last drive of the football game. Like, are you what are you saying to yourself in your brain? Like, take us into Russell Wilson. <laughs> like, what are you saying? Are you calming yourself down? Are you telling your every like you're going? This is a big moment. What 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 makes you click like tick there? Well, for me, I, I think the language that you that you say to yourself, you know, in between your ears, and and what you say to your teammates is really, really critical to being successful. Right. So, what they hear and what what I what I tell myself is is the most important part of it. I, I think one of the things is that I always try to tell myself, right, got them right where you want them, you know, it's, it got them right where they want them. And and I think the reality is is that I want them to know it too, the other team I'm talking about. Right. Right. You know, and so when I step on the field, I want them to feel that presence. I want them to know, okay. Uh oh, you know, and and uh, I always like being up. I'd rather be up. I hear it. that. But uh, if 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 we're down, the game's not over. Yeah. All right, and I'm gonna go there. Yeah. Because divisional round, fourth and eleven, three minutes left. You guys have the ball. He's pissed. You're Russell You're Wilson. <laughs> they got Aaron Rodgers. And I'm thinking, all right, Russ has got this fourth and 11. He's going to run it 12 yards. He's going to throw it 15 yards. So they're going to keep driving. They're going to win this game. And I see the punt team coming up. It's like, what in the hell is going on here? In your mind, how, how do you process that when coach says, all right, we're going to punt and we're going to try to get the ball back? You want the ball in your hands, don't you? Well, I mean, of course. I mean, I think we definitely want the ball in your hands. But, you know, the reality is, is that we, we had three amazing drives back-to-back, -back, you know, bang, bang, bang. And they knew we were coming back in that game. I was, I was joking uh, with Darius and, and, and Devontae a little bit this weekend you know, at the Pro Bowl. Uh, and they, 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 we were talking about that a little bit. But, you know, in that situation, you know, it's, you know we've got to find a way to make a stop. You know, and, and uh, unfortunately we didn't. And, you know, there's, there's two ways to go about it, you know. And, I, you know, if, if, if they had called my name, I would have been ready and we would have found a way to make it, get, get the first down. Um, but, you know, I, I think it's from a, from a strategy standpoint, we, were, we, were back, we weren't that backed up. We were on the minus side of the 50. Um, if we don't get it there, they, they probably win the game just naturally by kicking a field goal and right, the game's over. So, right. um, you know, I, I think that unfortunately we, didn't, we weren't able to stop them. You know, if we, was, if we were able to stop them there on third and seven or whatever it was and get the ball back, um, you know, the game's probably over. So, uh, you know, hopefully we're, we're, the plan was to win it either way. And, um, you know, it's a flip of the coin, I guess. Yeah, well, they got, another, they got a guy on their team that's got belief like you, and they, yeah. their team believes in too. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. What, what is it about the Seahawks? And, like, why do you got to drive me crazy every Sunday with, like, oh, we fell behind and, or, and it's a big game, and now Russell's got to go crazy backyard football magic man. Yeah. You know, what, what is it? Why, where, where, why can't we find that rhythm earlier in the game at times? Um, I think we, I think that that's what we got to figure out, you know, as we go on throughout the, you know, this off season, and, and we're trying to capture that earlier on, because I, I think we do it really well. I mean, we've yeah. always been really good at two minute Amazing. offense. We've always been really good um, in those end of the half, those 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 um, not always hurry up situations, but those those up tempo moments. Yeah. And the reality is this: I think the defense gets tired. First sure. thing, sure. Right. The second thing is is that, you know. Uh, you know, I, I really know kind of what I want to, you know, get get after them and how we want to get after them, especially in those moments. And and uh, guys just make plays in those moments. I think the the freedom of just going after and just scoring as many points. You know, that's kind of what the what, what the Chiefs do. To be honest right. with you, they, they they do a really good job. Andy Reid and Mahomes they do a really good job of getting up to the ball, playing with their playmakers, and finding a way to make plays. And 
you know, they score more points than everybody else. And I think that's the name of the game is can you score one more point than they do? Right. And there's different ways to go about it. Listen, the reality is we've won a lot of football games you over have. the years. I know. Um, I but know. we, we hold you to a very high standard. But we, but we also, I think there's also um, the expectation of, of being here not just sitting here in this seat next to you guys, unfortunately. Yeah, right. being on the big banner but, here, the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, but, yeah, but being on the big banner and, right. and, and, and winning it all. So, yeah. um, you know, we're going we're gonna to try to figure that out and see if we can get back here quickly. You, all right, you're the man on the field. Like, you're the man off the field for this for me, okay? This is the, <laughs> this is the ultimate OG all move. All right, let's I, figure it out. Let's figure it out. Jimmy Fallon kicking off the contract talk last year. Like, uh-huh. that was amazing to yeah. me. Like, I, and again, I'm in talk radio and we do a talk show, but I was like, holy cow. Like, Jimmy Fallon just helped to start the negotiations between Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks. Like, that was just, I don't know, it was just a moment that jumped out to me. I talked about it last year. I was like, what is Jimmy Fallon, like, into, like, the salary cap here now? I mean, it just was. <laughs> he knew I, it was coming, though. He asked you the question about becoming the highest right. paid guy in the NFL, and within a month or two, you were. You, it's, yeah. like, it's almost like it jump-started the conversation or got, like, the national media to be more aware of it. Well, I think for, for Coach Carroll and I and, and John Schneider and, and Mark, my agent, we had, we had already talked about it. As soon as the first game was over, they had been talking to us about, you know, potentially making it. So you that, knew we were yeah. Getting, yeah, yeah, gotcha. So the, the conversation was already going. It wasn't anything new. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. You know, to us, we, we had kind of been in the process and the journey of it all, and I worked out. It was the place I wanted to be, and, yeah. and uh, it's been a blessing for sure. Yeah. Now, how much attention do you pay to where the other guys are? Because there have been other contracts since then. Nobody's caught you yet at $35 million, but we know Patrick Mahomes is coming at some point. you got Deshaun Watson out there. Dak wants his. How much are you watching to see which of those guys is going to be able to, to get past you, with or without the help of Jimmy Fallon? Well, you want those guys to continue to do what they do great. You know, because along the way, it continues to push, press the game. You know, right. it, uh, it helps every player, not just the quarterbacks, but every player, to be honest with you. Time for a break. We have more to come here on the Best of Pro Football Talk Live on NBC Sports Radio. Look who we have here. Super Look Bowl who we have champion, here. Sean Payton, one of the great coaches in the National Football League. And you were talking a minute ago about the surprise onside kick from Super Bowl 44. And there's been so much talk about what they can do to make the onside kick more of an exciting play in the NFL. Although you saw a few onside Listen, kicks. Listen, trust me. Go the other just way. Just play us. It'll be an exciting play. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> we were hoping for like four. <laughs> we got everyone there. I said, Darren. No, we had our, we had our challenges with that play. But, but overall, we've seen the percentages drop dramatically yeah. given the new configuration of the kickoff. You can't have the running start. The onside kick is such an important part of the game. Not just from a surprise standpoint, but when a team is trailing by multiple scores late in the game, you want to give that team a chance to get back into it. Do you have any thoughts as a member of the competition committee on this fourth and 15? Nah, I'm not a big fan of the fourth and 15. Me neither. I, I, and, and one quarterback's going to get hit and, and, and his shoulder's going to get separated on fourth and 15. And, and you're going to say quickly, you know, I understand the safety relative to the onside kick. I think we can improve. improve. I, I think we, we can it. improve how we do it. Right. You know, inside of three minutes, you know, let's allow maybe a, a little bit more flexibility. But right. there's nothing. I think the most exciting finish to an NFL game or any game for that matter is score, onside kick, recover, score. Right. Like that, and that's happened a handful of times. And and to be on the winning end of that, which I have been, and also on the losing end of it. Uh, so, I, I think the mindset of looking at ways to to we we have to keep that opportunity alive. In other words, we can't. We can't have a team taking a knee with, with, with more time left than, than we do right now. Right. And I think that we will. And, and I think it was discussed last year. It was brought up. Uh, but I think we're going to pay a little bit more attention to just the actual onside kick itself. Um, 
But what has changed is the alignment on kickoffs in general. And so I don't know 10 years ago if we opened the second half with the current configuration of where eight players are. Yeah, right. We were counting on Hank Basket to leave, and he actually played it pretty Played it pretty, pretty well. Good. Yeah, right, he, right. he stayed at home. Right. You statistically are just going to have less surprise attempts. But how do we uh, how do we improve the obvious onside kick one is something we're looking at. When did you know you were going to call it? Like, what day of the week did you finally go, you know what, I'm pretty sure I'm going to come out in the second half and do it, this? It started with we were looking for an opportunity to steal possession. Peyton was playing so well. Their offense was playing so well. You know, the concern we had was we're back here in Miami. They just had won a Super Bowl here three years prior against right. the Bears. They're at the same hotel room. Um and part of it was also we're playing to win this game. So there's two elements that go into that, literally trying to take a possession away, but also your team understanding, hey, we're going to be aggressive. The night before, and I would rarely talk in a special teams meeting, I just grabbed everyone for five minutes and I said, hey, we've had a great week. All right, and it's going to come down to the details. I mean, Garrett Hartley hit three. He was three for three at field goals over 40 yards. That was, that was significant. Meanwhile, they miss a 41-yarder and leave us field position. But... The message was we're going to be aggressive, and when we, when we call this, and I'm telling you we're calling it, I can't tell you when we're going to call it. You right. guys got to make, make, make me right, and then defense, you're ready for a quick change. That was that, and then it wasn't until halftime. And then there were a few mistakes that were almost made. You know, the direction we were traveling initially were going to be left to right, which would have put that kick on the Colts' sideline. And so we had, we had, had the ball on offense in the first half. That means we chose which, which end we wanted to defend, and I chose the wrong end heading into the locker room made the decision, came back out, and then yeah. quickly said, wait a minute, I want to go the other way. Right. And so when you have a scrum like we had for that five minutes. A, the longest scrum I've ever seen in the football game. It helps game. if it's on your sideline. Right. It <laughs> I mean, right. It, right. it doesn't hurt. We got it. We got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Enough people are yelling Saints ball. Right. So, um, no, it, uh, and look, credit the players. And, and what, was, what was most important, though, wasn't just recovering. It was the six, five, six-play sequence following that scored a touchdown. Yeah. And look, Indy came back and scored that very next series. So it, it just got momentum going, but it also left Peyton. You know, that half ended with us kicking a field goal and then started with us, and it, and it just seemed like there was an hour and a half went by before Peyton was yeah, back underneath yeah, the center. You know, right. And that's right. a long time. Yes, it is. When the Chiefs and the 49ers play in the Super Bowl on Sunday, will you be able to watch it as a fan? Can you ever turn off that, that constant looking and probing, nah, thinking it's, it's is there hard. something for next year that yeah. I can glean from this game from either team? I, it's hard. I try to make sure you watch it in an environment where you can kind of hear hear the broadcast right. and, and, and watch the game as opposed to we've all been in that environment where, you're, you know, you're kind of – there's a lot going on and all of a sudden it's halftime. Yeah. You know, I, and I hopefully uh, – and I think uh, we'll be able to this year. Both of these teams do a lot of good things offensively, and, and they're extremely fast, and you feel it when you watch them. And we played San Francisco, and, and you got a chance firsthand to, to see these guys, the running backs, and Debo's, you know, this young receiver, watching right. him run Debo and move. Samuel, yeah. Man, he's going to get three or four handoffs, and, and you're going to have to defend him in the running game. And then, obviously, what Kansas City does with their speed. So there are two teams that you can feel their speed. But to answer your question – it's a little different. I mean, I, I know this. I can eat like the regular fan can during the game. <laughs> I don't know good. if I can watch it That's the same good. way, but certainly gravitate to all the things. Worry that... about your meat, right? Yeah, yeah, that, about, yeah. absolutely. Right. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the worry about your meat. I'm going to Whole Foods after <laughs> a game. Amazing. I'm just wanting to relax. Uh, one of the best responses of the <laughs> that's year. That's one of the great you. stories of the year. That we was another good story, though, from Alvin Kamara. He was here earlier this week on that same topic. Not meat, though, but fish. 
What's with throwing oh, dead fish we, around the we, meeting yeah. room after you beat Seattle? So we, we, have, we always have some type of, like, unique celebration after a win, you know, and depending on the team you play, you know, and so we always see the Seattle scene, and it's Fox. They cut to, you know, the, the fish market, yes, right? And right, so, right. Uh, so we, it was players of the game, practice squad players, and we had, man, I'm telling you, we had a cooler full uh, of these fish, and I didn't realize how big they were. It, it was all planned, but not literally practice. Right. And we got down there, and Jay Romick and, and our, our, our staff do a great job. And I'm trying to haul these fish, and and it was difficult because the, the team meeting room was on a slope. The fish weigh like 40 pounds, and, and the You're players are going crazy. The, crowd, and the fish yeah. is flying around in this. We had like 14 fish, and then I've got somebody who's allergic, and, and he's <laughs> he's telling me not to throw it. And I'm like, no, I'm throwing. He's like, no, no, you can't. <laughs> And it, it just, you know, it starts Wednesday off with the... Gets a good vibe. Yes, energy, we, we've, right. we've done a lot of different things. And yeah. Alvin said the, the meeting room stunk like dead fish it, for the rest it, of the week. It, I'm telling you, you still go in there right now and be you like... You can still smell yeah, it? Just a little. Right. You know, that doesn't go right. away. Right, <laughs> right. It's right. like the car in Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No doubt about it. With, with um, you know, there was always talk about how interested you, you were, Patrick Mahomes, coming out in the draft. Yeah. You know, just take us back to one... Absolutely. What, ...what jumped out to you about him then and just what he's become now. So we spent a day there. We, you know, had an individual day. We were we were um, picking at 11. What you saw on film were some of these off-schedule throws. You saw arm strength, really good arm talent. Right. Um, they threw it a lot. There, there was a lot on him in the offense he was playing. So, you know, it's a four-wide set. He's getting blitzed. Uh, you know, a lot of times they're short in protection, and he just was the spaghetti sauce uh, for, a, for a decent team, not a great team. Right. And so then it was like the second element. You've, you've done all your tape study, which was – uh, pretty exhausting. We go there for a day, and it was an interesting day. We started there. We ended up at Tennessee, saw Camara, ended up uh, in Ohio State, uh, working out Lattimore and those guys. Holy cow! And um, he was he was exceptional in in the meeting that we had. We did you know we do a series of tests in in, in a room. Uh, we give him the install. Actually, send it to him in an email the night before. Put it up on the board. Go through it. Take us through it. We spent the better part of a whole day, had lunch with him later on, and he was very impressive and certainly a guy that was uh, a targeted player for us. And yeah. so here, here the draft comes. The one thing that was unique is Marshawn Lattimore was sliding. Right. So now in a draft room, you've got a, a player maybe with a tick higher grade, the yeah. corner, right. and yet you've got a potential franchise quarterback, so there's always that dilemma. Right. And uh, that continued to slide, and then when you're in our seat, you want if two of them – fall to 10 you know yeah. you got one of these guys right and and both fell to 10 yeah and then Andy went to 10 yeah and the the question that we've never really answered is what would we have done at 11 with both available and I I don't know if we if we would have uh changed because Lattimore's grade was so good yeah he's great and, and, you know you're looking at a corner there's always that and, and it, it the thinking is is challenging there's always that it's Lattimore helps your team immediately with Breeze the other player helps your team long-term. And so yeah. we deal with that a lot. Right. Yeah. Well, just one quick follow-up with the Mahomes thing. Like, was one of those things when you first saw him throw during that workout where you were like – fantastic. Right? You were like, oh, my gosh. Because I saw a person last year, and I just – the first throw, I was like, yeah, He's fantastic. Yeah. Right. We, we saw a lot, of, uh, a lot of traits that you saw with Brett. Right. When you watch Favre play. Right. And, and so his film was one thing. We couldn't wait to get down there. And uh, we, it felt like we were there eight hours. Yeah. And he was tremendous in the film room. I mean, he he was so such a likable guy. And as as we all get older, these players seem younger and younger and younger. 
And he was one of those guys that, you know, I was, you just, you watched him and you just saw a high ceiling. Yeah. You know, definitely. Yeah. There's an old saying in football that if you have two quarterbacks, you have none. You've got three and you've got three and they're Absolutely. all great. And how is this going to play out for the Saints next year? Well, it's a great question. Um, I, it'll start obviously in the next few weeks here with Drew. Drew. Uh, he and I spoke a little bit after the season before the Pro Bowl. Uh, I think he's going to spend time with his family and, and really give some thought to uh, you know, playing again next year. And this will end the right way. In other words, you know, I'm excited with the opportunity of him possibly coming back. I'd love to have him back. We thought he played at a high level. A little bit of time here at the end of the season, I think is healthy for him. Uh, and then I think that that's step one before you get into Taysom and Teddy. And, and we were fortunate. We felt like we had a great room with, with those three players. Um, we relied on Teddy, you know, and, and he went 5-0 and with us. And so when Drew get, got back, you know, we kind of there were a few things we changed while Drew was gone. You know, Teddy changed up when we met to go through the you know, Saturday night before the the game, the final plays. We dot plays. You know, we decided to do that before the snack, not after, and that was different. And then, so by the time Drew got back, he was gone for three or four weeks in L.A. We're like, no, nah, we, we're doing this now. Yeah, <laughs> right. And yeah. The message is uh, for for all of us really right. is whenever we leave, the train keeps going. Right. And. Uh, no, and, and then, of course, Taysom uh, is, is doing more and more things. and uh, He's incredible. Yeah. He's the best player on the field for either team in your playoff game. Yeah. I'm, I'm firmly convinced. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, he's impressive. I mean, and, and you you, you got to be impressed with just every year it seems like the throwing and the decision-making as a quarterback no question. gets better, right? No question. He, one thing is hard to uh, – the people that aren't in our division, you know, the, the Atlanta, Tampa Bay, I think Carolina see enough of each other, but his strength – relative to his, his lower body and, and his ability to, to, to block and leverage people. He, he just loves playing football. And, and so when you watch him, it's, it's kind of contagious. You know, yeah. you see it with our, with our sideline. Hey, Coach, we know you got a lot to do today. Before we let you go, tell us what you have going on with Zebra Technologies. We've been partnered with Zebra now, the Saints, uh, for over three years. The league is, and it's just player tracking. You know, our ability to put chips in the shoulder pads. Right. We, we partnered strictly for injury uh, reduction training camp. You know, when we, we talk about reducing a practice, how long we're on the field, but it's, it's, it's doing so much for us now. Besides that, you know, we're able to help it in the evaluation process, the senior bowl this year, these players are tracked. So when you go back to watch the film of Patrick Mahomes, you don't have to wait. You, you can get all the plays right away. You're not looking at socks to see if this is the right corner in the game. Um, it's in the balls. Now, you know, we're able to track rotation of ball spin rate, um, I think you're gonna, it's not long before we see this thing, you know, helping us with the ball crossing the plane. How about the punt that goes out of bounds and, and the one official runs until the other one waves his hand right, up? Right, like that's like the most unexact science ever. If right? there ever could be. Right. And, but it's for, for everyday use, our, our, our fans see it at Target, you know, and it's a simple barcode system that helps you just locate track and, and be more accurate. All right, toughest thing all day, right here, right now. Who's going to win the Super Bowl? Man, yep, that's, listen, I'm looking at both these bobbleheads. First off, you got you got a color rush game going on because they're both in, like, dark jerseys, <laughs> yeah, yeah. right? Don't want to be colorblind. That's when we did, like, way. the red and the green. Like, right. No, but it, yeah, who like, thought of that? Right. Uh, honestly, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> can we always have a white jersey? Yeah. I'm, I'm avoiding your question. Okay, good job. I, I, I'm going to say this, though. This number 10 from Eastern Illinois. Yeah. He's yeah, pretty impressive. Yeah, he too. is. We he spent, is. A, spent a lot of time talking know, about Texas Tech here, and yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah I hear you. Know. you. Giving him some respect. This, he deserves it. And you guy, saw it. You saw it at home. 
what he can do with the game on the line. Absolutely. We haven't seen it in the playoffs. It's not his fault they can't stop him from running the football, right? right? That's right. Green Bay's problem. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> but he, he had a great year, and uh, I, honestly, I'm excited to watch this game. Yeah, good. Good job dodging the question. You're yeah. a pro. Yeah. <laughs> I have to. I mean, <laughs> no, I, you I, do. I, I it's have to. It's all good. Don't worry. <laughs> great seeing you as always. Thanks for including us on your tour on behalf of Zebra Technologies. We'll be back with more to come here on the Best of Pro Football Talk Live on NBC Sports Radio. Who's the word for right here? Who's the word for all that training you did? Everything you do is for this right here. Come on, hey. Come on. You're living the dream. How bad you want it? How bad you want it? How bad you want it? Make the big play, huh? Make the big play. Huh? Controlled aggression. Controlled aggression. Come on. Controlled aggression. Controlled aggression. All that. Baby. Yeah. All that. Controlled aggression. Be great. Be great. Be great. Nothing less. Joins us now. Here he is, up, the man? greatest defensive player in the National Great Football League, Good. Pittsburgh's own Aaron Donald. He's looking Talking fly. On Perfect timing. Woo! Check out that chain. New chain, he too. You didn't man. have that last year. Listen, <laughs> That's I new money. How, I don't know how much you pay attention to us, Aaron Donald, but I will tell you this. Between Chris Sims and me, you have fans for life. We recognize greatness, and you are greatness epitomized, and it is great to have you with us oh, again. I appreciate you. Thanks for having me. I think you really are like the – you. You, to me, have created a stat we talk about a lot in football because your greatness goes way beyond the stats. Like, I always talk about, you know, I can't say the word. I call it the F up the play stat, yeah. right? Because you ruin so many play designs, somebody else gets the tackle, but you have no statistic for it. And I really think they need to invent the category because of somebody just like you. You know, just, just trying to be disruptive, you know, yeah. trying to do everything I can, to, you know, affect the play, slow play down. And, um, you know, when you tend to do that, you – Players tend to make plays. You tend to, you know, make big plays and tend to win games. So that's, that's just how I play. I, li- I like negative plays, too. So I like I Oh, like I, I know like you that. do. I may have told you this when you were with us in Minnesota a couple years ago, but your general manager, Les Snead, he, he actually was relieved when you were holding out from offseason work because they could get things done. Because <laughs> they can't even do a walkthrough with Aaron Donald around. He blows up the walkthrough. You know, you, you got to push your guys, you know. Uh, we all trying to make each other better, you know. So, you know, I always went by. My dad always told me, you know, you practice the way you play. So, I'm um, always at that mentality when I'm out there, you know, on the field practicing and just trying to, you know, work on my craft and trying to, you know, have success. So, You're the best. I don't care who wins NFL defense MVP. You're still the best <laughs> defensive player in the football. It, 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 it's just true. I think we've talked about this a it's, lot this year. I mean, you're well not going to get it because you didn't get to the playoffs, and we know that's part of the whole yep. thing. But you're still the best yep. in the game. Appreciate Who's a guy that Aaron Donald, like, gets wowed by on defense and football? Um, there's a lot of guys. See, I'm, I'm always watching the D lineman. Like, yeah. you know, you got Flex. Flex, right? He's a guy that's explosive, big, and that, that can move and do right. a lot of different things. JJ Watt consistently, you know, dominate. You know, um, Joey Bosa, the, both of the Bosa brothers, right? You know? Freaks. <laughs> they like they like twins. They like they they rush the same. They walk the same. So that, they pretty good players, man. But and I watch a lot of players, you know, and just from afar, you know, um, watch their success and you know sometimes watching them motivate me to go do something on Sunday. So um, there's a lot of guys in the league. I, I know I ain't say a lot of names. Well, I've been saying like Chris Jones is like yeah, I'm a fan me, of his. One of the dis- yeah, most disruptive. I like guys when like we play too. a team, watching the film with him because he he got he got technique with him. You know, he can do a lot of different things. So, right. Um, you know, he's, he's definitely a guy that I watch and I respect. So, yeah. Do you pick things up watching other great players that you can actually add to your game? Um, you, you try, but everybody's different. You know, there's some moves that a guy can that, that mastered and great at that, you know, probably my body type won't won't do because I'm not, you know, ain't got the longest arms, you know. But, you know, you just got to stay in your own lane pretty much. But you watch things that guys do and you trying to, you know, do it with your own type of little swag with it. So. Well, where's your like freak athleticism come from? Who is it? Mom, dad? What I mean, where where 
I would, I would say both. Both? Yeah, they they they, they, they made one. So they, they, I mean, I just yeah. So, but um, you know, I grew up playing, you know, like For running back and linebacker since Little League. So, um, growing up, I always thought I'd be a running back, you know. But I, I <laughs> ate my be fair. <laughs> I ate my way out that position. So, um, you know, so you know, started playing defensive line probably when I was around 12, 13, and, and just been stuck there ever since. Yeah, so. you have. Yeah. When you line up, what do you sense from offensive linemen? They have to just be like, oh, God, why this week? Why do I have to try to stop <laughs> um, this guy? You hear a lot of guys um, making sure the center going to slide their way. So, um, you know, you play good good linemen that, you know, that's confident, but, you know, they're still going to have a game plan at the end of the day. They're trying to find ways that you don't disrupt, disrupt the game and make them big plays. So, um, you know, it's definitely tough. Definitely this season got a lot more attention. So, like I tell people, man, I definitely had to work for, for it this year. You know, they, they ain't make it easy on me at all. So, no. That's it for the best of Pro Football Talk Live on NBC Sports Radio. I'm Mike Florio. We'll see you next week. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.